Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Alright. Your normal mind can imagine. Okay, so, to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent. It's skewed into this tangent. And now... Introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetish of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Miguel. I am... Oh, God. What was You're not what my God. Sp- <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what my name was in Spanish class. Me. Oh yeah, I probably should have said Me amo Miguel. <laughs> anyway, I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. Sorry for that. Uh yeah, so we're back to school. Yes. Like fucking shit, dude. We are remote teachers again. I'm not. You motherfucker. So anyway. Uh, what's up, bro? <laughs> 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 a lot jesus um but yeah no they our town is doing first and second grade it's gonna be full day really like in school yeah everything else is gonna be one on one off no shit like one week on one week off yeah i get i get that shit Fuck. well you could do every other day yeah but that would be so much cleaning and sanitizing <laughs> yeah it would so our school is doing no, hybrid starts October 13th, I believe, or oh, wow. right right around there. So that's when Ava's going to be going to school for two days, Thursday and Friday. That's it. And it's going to be remote the rest of the week, and it's remote learning until at least then. Wow. Like, it's in at least. I, I, I don't know how a lot of these parents are going to do it. I am just, I am beyond, like, relieved that. You know, she's going in. I know most people don't think that's a good idea, but I think their age needs it. Yeah, the social interaction is is pretty big. So, yeah, so the kids are going back to school, so we're doing back to school. Yes. Back to high school or college. Or elementary school. Or elementary school. Yeah, so uh, I know we don't do recipe for disasters for these, but I was in the school spirit. So I did a Jaeger bomb. And I'm not going to be drinking White Claw, so I got an old school Four loco. <laughs> That's why I'm Miguel tonight. Ah, gotcha. Muy loco. Oh, God, it was so f- it was so fun doing this. Just going back because most of these movies took place in the '90s, and that was like our that was our time. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the music brought back good shit, and a lot of good soundtracks on my list tonight. You know, sometimes you have that kid that. Sees another kid who probably will put in as little effort as you will, and you just kind of latch onto him like a puppy dog, and then 25 years later, you're doing a podcast. Holy crap, that sounds familiar. <laughs> anyway, so do we want to do runner-ups first, or do you want to save those for last? We'll save those for last. Okay, so I'll put that on the back burner. Sorry, I got a refill. Oh, what is that? 
Nice. It's a it's a scotch that's uh, it's like a Viking scotch. Mm. Viking best, best, Viking scotch. Okay. Best of both worlds. Number ten. All right. So to start us off at back to school, we're going to Furley High, home of the Comets, in 1989's Cutting Class. <laughs> uh, that was that was that was actually on my one of my lists to to get to. I didn't get to that movie. Oh man. This one was a fun movie. Fun, but like ridiculous. So it kind of starts off like Slumber Party Massacre. You got the paper boy that delivers the plot. You know, throws the paper up. (laughs) Boy who killed father, released from institution. It's, it's fun. It's a lot of, it's very tropey. Like horrible, basic 80s type of movie so it starts off with martin mull if you remember him he's a concerned dad no cutting class because he's going away with his buddies so he's leaving his daughter at home no boys and her boyfriend the young i believe this might have been one of his first features brad pitt oh that's right so the wife was actually pretty interested in watching this movie along with me she actually she's like you know he looks really young. He kind of looks better now. But around that same time, there was this movie where he was eating peanut butter. It seemed like she really liked this peanut butter scene. It was in a movie, Meet Joe Black. The only thing I remember about that movie was when he gets froggered crossing the street. <laughs> froggered. <laughs> I mean, he gets, like, pinged by two cars. But anyway, other than that, you get the principal who's... He's kind of a perv, played by Roddy McDowell. Holy crap. Who you'll kind of see littered in a few of these movies, just uh, just showing up, being him, being classy. You get an over-the-top janitor. Uh, it's just fun, man. I just want to thank the student who did the crude caricature of me and the boys' lavatory. Although you were kind in your portrayal, I would like it if you kept your talents to the art class. <laughs> no cutting class, motherfuckers. It's basically a whodunit, except it's very obvious whodunit. I don't, I don't, you know, I hate to be that guy. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but the movie spoiled itself. I'll have to check that one out. It was definitely, it was, it was on my my Amazon Prime list of thing, and it's just, I've been so busy at work. I, I cut out a lot of movies that I wanted to see, and I still watched a lot of movies. I watched a ton of movies for this. Um, some of them just kind of in the background, just to see like, hey, do I want to check this one out? Yeah, a couple ones a couple... that I've seen mad times that yeah. I just kind of skimmed through just to, you know, refresh my yeah. memory. Yeah, there, there was a couple I started and just went, this is bad. Yeah, I actually finalized my notes. As you can see, I've color coded highlighting and shit. It's very in depth. And then I started making notes on the notes and I switched a whole bunch of movies around. Uh, I, I literally did my I finalized my list like two hours ago something like that yeah all right who's so, your number 10 my number 10 so I put this at number 10 because it's it's I mean it's it, it's horror but it's horror comedy it's a scary movie before there was a scary movie student bodies <laughs> student bodies I have not seen that movie but I know the cover right when you said it it's like the uh bullhorn thing like shove down the girl's throat (laughs) 
not this a bullhorn, but like the the cardboard one. This is something you need to need to find it and watch it. It is hilarious. So we have we're at La Mob High. It's it basically spoofs every like slasher trope that it, that is out there. That the killer is called the Breather. So every time he's in the in the oh yeah, it's it's like he he he. He, oh God! It's so. Basically, he hates he hates couples who have sex. Oh man! So jealous much? So obviously he he kills whoever is in the act, but he uses ridiculous like objects. Like in the opening opening scene, um, he opens up a desk that has like a knife, a gun, a rope, and, and then he he so grabs all all the items from Clue, basically. He grabs a box of paper clips. <laughs> and so when he ends up killing the girl upstairs, they find her with a bunch of paper clips like sticking out of her face. Oh my god, that's painful as fuck. But every time like somebody does something stupid, like leaves the window open or the door unlocked, and like it would point it out. And whoever guy whichever guy they were with would get thrown in a trash bag. Okay. And it's uh it got an R rating only because of one public service announcement, like in the middle of the movie. Like this guy is like at a desk and he's like, oh, this is a message from the producers. Like there's no, there's no like cursing. There's no nudity. There's no actual like violence, but the producers wanted an R rating. So to you, I say, fuck you. Huh. And that got them an R rating. That is, that's pretty cool actually. It, it It's, it, it's hilarious. And they just keep making... It's um, funny that they went backwards. Like most people cut things out to get an R rating because they went right. too high and got an NC seventeen or the dreaded X. But they went reverse style. That's awesome. Right. And it's they like they could have faculty... dropped a boob or two. Right. Well, and it's like the faculty knows everything that's 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 going on, but you know, they blame it on like the wholesome wholesome girl. It's hilarious. I recommend anyone to see it who likes those kind of like spoof movies. Yeah, that's my number 10. Nice. Number 9. We're going to Fort Chicken Elementary School. 2015 brought us cooties. <laughs> this is my f- over-the-top comedy because, well, I saw it because it was in a school and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I laughed my ass off so many times during this movie. So it's an over-the-top, dark fucking comedy about a zombie outbreak, basically. So the whole thing starts with tainted green chicken nuggets. Oh. And, you know, it starts a whole infection thing. And everyone that eats one turns into a zombie. And then they, in turn, bite someone else and bite someone else. And, well, You know how the fuck zombie outbreaks work. But it, this takes place in elementary school. That is ground zero. You got Elijah Wood. And it's so, like self-aware it shows him in his bedroom at the beginning he just uh, moved to this district and he's going to start his first day at school as a teacher and it shows a picture of him even the imdb trivia points out that that's really a picture of him as a kid and i'm like and i'm like and and because i made a note it was him from the movie back to the future part two 
when he's oh, playing the video in game. In the future? Yeah. So he's dressed like in the future in this movie. It's just it's just hilarious. Like Oddly enough, old... you, you said that movie came out in 2015? Yeah. That's where he was in Back to the Future, 2015. <gasps> Mind blown. That so was, was a, there two was of them? Good, there, there must have been somewhere, but I don't know. So Lee Winnell, as you will know from Saw and The Invisible Man and many other things, he basically wrote this movie. He plays in the movie. He's hilarious in this fucking movie. This might take place over him as Specs in Insidious. Really? Like, there's this one scene, he goes, oh, look, carnage. <laughs> and then, you know, he's trying to come up with an idea. He's like, I blame rap music. Definitely the movie is not for the faint of heart. There's a good amount of gore uh, for this comedy. Uh, it's not for anyone with a light stomach and probably not vegans. <laughs> because the whole town is run from this chicken plant. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I give you your cootie shot. That was, that was bad. But they, they literally said that in the movie. It wasn't just me being an old school nerd. I'm yeah. giving you kids an F for fuck you. Uh, was that Mr. Greeley? Because I'm pretty sure he would have said that if he could. That was actually Rain Wilson. That's awesome. Who plays the gym teacher. He's <laughs> pretty fucking funny in that movie. He, I feel like he should never be a gym teacher. He doesn't seem like any sort of athletic person at all. He's like the alpha dog in the movie. It's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, basically zombie apocalypse because of some chicken nuggies. I tell you, that's one of the staples in this house. So I'd be fucked. So number nine, my number nine. I feel like a lot of my movies were just nostalgia kind of thing. So... I went with Hell Night. Hell Night. Hell yeah. Well, one, because it was fun. It was it's a, just fun a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's the first movie that we ever decided to cover off off record. That was our demo episode. So, sentimental. Yeah. But anyway. It, it so kind of took place on a school campus. Or actually, no, it took place mostly off campus. Yeah, mostly off campus. But... It was college-related, what, whatever. So we have Marty, Jeff, Denise, and Seth. They want to join the Alpha Sigma Rho fraternity. And they have to spend a night in the Garth Manor for their initiation. Of course, Peter, who's the president, who was also in Friday the 13th Part 4, I believe. That was, was that him? He was in one of them. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it, I, I think that was him. Anyway, he um, tells that the owner Garth he was he killed his family, but the body of his youngest son um, had never been found. And there's rumors that Andrew was still alive and running around the house. So not excellent, Garth. No, not. Way to go. Heinous. Um, so. So of course, you know, they 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 sneak in to kind of to to check on the on the friends and everything. Was it May and Scott? I think they they sneak in to play pranks on them, but soon they'll realize that Andrew is still around. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. So Linda Blair plays yes. the main character in this and she This is probably 
the best best I've ever seen her. Yeah, she played a great role in it. She's on the cover, which this is another movie that the cover is awesome. The artwork on that is mad cool. Yeah, see, and that was back in a time when they actually took time to pay attention to the artwork. It's not just a bunch of photoshopped people that aren't even in the same room all just jammed next to the title. No, this was like a they commissioned an artist right, to come up with an ill cover. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. So I Paul guess... Bart, uh, Barton. Peter Barton? That was his name. Yeah. Sure. Number eight. The Faculty. From 1998. Harrington High. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Yeah, that was pretty badass of him. Now, we were talking about ill soundtracks. This is see, a fun now, soundtrack. See, and I'm, I'm pissed like later on that we didn't mention this one in our soundtrack episode. We only mentioned 10 albums. I know, but still. I mean, it was a... so many great ones. I, I mean, look, you got Haunting Me by Stabbing Westward. The kids aren't all right. The Offspring, that's how they kicked off the movie. The, the cover the cl- of Alice Cooper, I'm 18 by Creed. Yeah, but now, but another brick in the wall by Class of '99 was Lane Staley and um, Tom Morello. Yeah, and the dude, the the bassist from Porno for Pyros, the drummer from Jane's Addiction. It was a short-lived supergroup, right? Yeah, so they actually did part one and part two, and you get Soul Asylum doing a cover of Alice Cooper's "Schools Out." So basically, the movie is kind of like a, if you remember the book, "My Teacher is an Alien." I don't want to spoil it, but sorry. There, uh, there, there's some aliens in this movie. It starts off with an angry T-1000 coach, Robert Patrick. Coach, coach Willis. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, he gets infected by someone else that has been an alien, and then they go on and turn to infect someone else, to infect someone else. It's the whole thing of, you know, they're just taking over. It's kind of like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which they even reference later uh, many, in the yeah, movie many times and can also i mean i mean this this movie was like stacked like cast wise oh hell yeah i mean again you have elijah wood josh harnett which again this one was like oh you know it's not free on any streaming service but we'll rent we'll rent this one i'm like babe you, you sure you're not you're not gonna get bored she's like i think josh harnett is in that movie I'm like uh okay but it's okay because <laughs> we get eye candy too so there's, uh, oh, I hate to butcher her name, but Femke Jansen? Yeah, yeah. Which I will always remember as Miss Undertop from GoldenEye. <laughs> but she's in this. John Stewart. Hello, Nurse. Selma Hayek. Nurse yep. Harper. And, and Usher. Just, just, just for, for fucking why not. Oh, don't forget um, Hyde from That 70s Show. That's right. I was going to say his, from his, the ranch. His, his his actual credit in this movie is fuck up number one. Fuck up number one. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So, oh, there's an all also behind um, Famke when she's introduced on the blackboard. It says kill your television. I thought that yeah. was that was cool. So these aliens come over and basically they just chug water all day and they're dicks. Uh, the principal kind of gets infected kind of gets infected she gets infected she turns into an alien and i noticed that when you turn into an alien you kind of get the alien glow up yeah now all of a sudden you become yeah so like, you're 
your glasses come off and your hair goes mm-hmm. down and the principal turned into Betty Page. Did you notice that? Yeah. Right. And we'll look at um Piper Laurie, uh, who was who was in Carrie. She was the the older woman. Like all of a sudden she's I mean, she's not like hot mm. by any means, but but you know, she's all dolled up and everything. Yeah. One of the girls in the movie to disguise herself puts her hair up and glasses on. Right. She's like, Oh, I don't wanna I don't wanna look hot. <laughs> it's like it's fine. You could still be hot with your hair up and glasses on. It's 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 okay. Oh shoot, McGavin was in this movie. Robert Patrick actually gives him the gun hand salute as a shout out re- to shooter. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, and then he's all like, take away his porno. No more flogging the bishop. So basically, if your kid is acting up, where I guess their kid just masturbated too much, but if you act up, you go see this special fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. They they condition you into being a better person, which basically means that now you're an alien. And this was also another case of a high school kid having a sweet car. Dude, he had the a badass the fr- fucking car. The, the fr- I, I think it was a Chevelle. I'm not 100% positive. Between that and then John Stewart, this made me laugh. I mean, it's it's not hilariously funny, but he was Professor Edward Furlong. Ah, good call. That's that's pretty cool. Another Terminator reference. Yeah. Yeah, so they're the Harrington Hornets. You gotta feel the sting. The power to win comes from within. I mean, a lot of cool, funny, you know, 90s teenage angst quotes from this. But one thing I have to say, no, no matter what decade you're living in, never call drugs scat. Yeah, don't do that. That it's it. You know what scat is? Scat is shit. <laughs> Wonder dust was the drug in this movie. So basically... Josh Harnett's a drug dealer, and he makes his own drugs in his lab. Jenna called him a sexual scientist because he basically had a science lab set up so he could make this powdered drug that they snort, and basically it, w- it makes them fucking it, tweak out. But wasn't it basically just like caffeine pills? I don't know. It was a, it was a whole process that made him giggly, and it definitely fucked him up more than caffeine pills. But what I love about it is, but that was an ingredient though, because she's like, really, that's well, your yeah. secret caffeine pills? Well, yeah, that's his his uh, chili pee. So anyway, there's a lot of the thing shoutouts, and one is when they rip off the test, yep. and they make everyone snort the drug because apparently the drug kills the aliens. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Femke, when her head comes off. Yes. And the tentacles come and, out, yeah. and it crawls away. Another thing reference right there. Uh, I mean, a lot a lot of fucking shit. It, oh, the cool car that you mentioned. I wrote yeah. down, cool car, bad radio. What the fuck? It was probably an original radio. Yeah. Probably factory. Dude, if you've got the money to soup up your car to basically make it look brand new, you're going to have a fucking radio. A radio is the first thing I had in all my cars. My radio probably cost more than most of my cars. <laughs> so basically, the, the plot of this movie is drugs uh, drugs cure all problems. Sweet. I don't think that's the point of the movie at all. <laughs> but it was, it was a weird plot device that they did use. Either way, a big favorite of mine. It's a good one. So, my number eight, we're going... 
This is another kind of sentimental one because now our friend Josh is not a horror fan. So we went through the horror section. I basically made him rent a horror movie and we found one that featured George Clooney. So we're going, we're going to Crippen High School, Return to Horror High. This was fun. Uh, Yeah, it was, it was fun. (laughs) I, I did take a couple pictures of George Clooney as a goofy cop. (laughs) <laughs> because he just looked fucking, well, goofy. Well, what do you expect when you're starting your career? So, Crippen High School, it was, it was host to some gruesome murder, like a gruesome murder spree in 1982, and the killer was never caught. So, a few years later, this movie pick, you know, like this movie company is coming in, and they basically want to make a movie about the murders, and they want to use the abandoned high school. So, of course... George Carlin is uh, George Carlin. George Clooney is uh, one of the one of the actors. Needless yes, to say, he George Clooney was one of the actors. He doesn't really laugh. He was going to leave the movie anyway because he got this new gig on a TV show. Er, it was called Er. I saw that on Wikipedia. Er. <laughs> but it starts out. The movie starts out with bodies basically just strewn out everywhere, and you strewn. have strewn, strewn, strewn. 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 And we have <laughs> we have Chief We have Chief Danner and Officer Tyler, who's Marsha Brady, who was looking goddamn good in this movie. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And they're interviewing the writer of the movie to account to get his accounts of what happened. And basically the whole movie is the making of the movie. Right. And, you know, the cast and crew is getting picked off one by one. And there's some really cool, really cool, cool uh, kills in it. So we have, what's his name? So after George Clooney dies, they bring this. No one's going to watch a movie if he dies. It was like the first 10 minutes. Shut up. Come on. Damn, I must have only made it nine minutes in this movie. (laughs) So so they bring in an actual cop to play the fake cop in the movie. And the guy who's like leading the the picture is named Harry Slerick and he's the guy from The Godfather who had the horse head like in his bed. Oh yeah. So Steve, the new the new lead or whatever is is now thinking that the killer may be back and they uncover a lot more than it's that it's expected. I don't want to give, you know, plots away in case you want to rent this. I may re uh revisit this one. Dude, it, it it's fun. The, I the, honestly the ended- ran out of time to to watch them all. This was one of the ones that I watched like a few seconds of and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go see something else. Yeah, well, the I mean, the, the the ending is just great. But anyway. Awesome. What year did that come out? 1987. Damn. I, I was an old one. Number seven is another movie from 1998 that got overshadowed by my last pick. We're going to Cradle Bay High School for some disturbing behavior. (laughs) I thought you froze. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't freeze. Yeah, so this this one was something. This had a decent soundtrack as well. I mean, come on. Harvester of Sorrow. You got the flies. I listened to this a few times today. There was a few fly got, songs. Got on you there. where I want you. You had that song "Flagpole Sitter." That's Harvey that Danger. was like an earwig. 
for that whole time. I think that was the summer song. Harvey Danger, yeah. So this is like a kind of a Stepford Wives ripoff, but it was done really, really well. See, and in some ways, I almost liked this movie better. Yeah, that's why I have it higher on my list. I actually listed it originally, Only some ways. originally as my number eight movie, but I, I switched them out. I, I had to do it, dude. It, it was so cool. Like, look at all the people in this movie. You got James Martin, uh, Catherine Isabel, who we all know is Ginger, Katie Holmes. Katie, Nick, she, another one. She looked amazing in this movie. Yeah, this was pre-Scientology nips. Yeah, well, she got away from that. Yeah. Nick John Connor Stahl, another Terminator reference. Yes. Although I don't think he was Terminator yet. No. You got Ethan Embry, who drops the ill line. Don't worry about snakes in the garden when you have spiders in your bed. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this movie was, is awesome. So, basically, this guy, James Martin, and we got Ginger. They move to this new town. They're the new kids. They're seeing how, you know, everything works and... James ends up hanging out with the outcasters, basically. Right. And the football team and all of their goody-two-shoe friends are known as the Blue Ribbons. Because, of course, they're the fucking Blue Ribbons. Now, instead of aliens, it's basically mind control to make you act like the perfect person. Like, if, if you're, you know, having sex or something. The movie kicks off. With this dude getting some bad head. <laughs> if you see the movie, you'll get that joke. But anyway, it's bad, bad, wrong, wrong. I shouldn't be feeling these things. And then they, this dude freaks out. So basically, they're very good until they have some kind of thing snap in their brain. And then they murder. Yeah, so the, the guy who's behind all the mind control, Dr. Caldecott, Bruce Greenwood was awesome he was gerald in gerald's game he's in a lot of shit oh he was just in dr sleep yeah no he's actually he's actually one of my favorite actors he's he's really good uh william sadler was in this he played the the kurt vonnegut slaughterhouse five reading cool janitor rats that the rats always funny (laughs) so basically this guy's Going around, he knows everything, but he plays like a simpleton, so no one will bother him. Right. How many times have you pretended to be, like, deaf (laughs) so you don't have to talk to someone? (laughs) You're just like, I can't hear you, and then you're like, you know what? If they think I'm an idiot, that's even better, because then they won't talk around you. He's like, yeah, you just act like you're stupid. People say all the fucking shit you need to hear, (laughs) which is true. It is true. All right. Oh, oh, cool t-shirt drop in that movie, sorry. Uh, um, a random t-shirt says, change yourself, not the channel. Uh-huh. Also, when you uh, get mind-controlled, you get Terminator eyes. That's true. Another Terminator reference, because yeah, their eyes glow. It's true. I think that's, oh, uh, the Mustang, the souped-up Mustang in this movie. Yeah, oh, that's right. What the fuck, man? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, William Sadler did drop the cool line when he's talking about the kids being paranoid. He goes, check your weed, boys. 
Uh, That's all they got for that one. All right. So my number seven. We're going back to the early '80s. Don't worry. I'll 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 get new newer movies in there. Um. So we're gonna go final exam. Final exam. We're going to Lanier College, North Carolina. So this is this is during exam week. We have Courtney, Radish, Wildman, Mark, and Pledge Gary. Pledge Gary. So the movie opens with a couple making out at the local parking spot or whatever, and they just. A lot of these movies start out at lookout or uh, is it lookout point? Yeah, basically. Makeout point. Makeout point. <laughs> Lovers lane. The fuck spot. <laughs> so they both get killed, and it, that just seems to be like it. So, the gammas are the fraternity that are basically. It, it reminded me of Revenge of the Nerds. Where they're like the, the the deltas or the omegas or whatever the hell they were. Now maybe Revenge of the Nerds took from this or something because Wildman was very like ogre. Okay. Like yeah. so, they planned this big fraternity prank where they faked a school shooting. Like they a van a, a, a van pulls up, and a bunch of and a bunch of the kids in the fraternity with like hoods on, and like. AR-15s with blanks or, or whatever and just start open firing on campus. And I'm sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me right now? What year was this? 81. Well, it was the 80s. Nobody gave a shit. Damn. Damn. And, and of course, you know, this kid Radish, he's like the nerd. He's like the super, super smart kid. And he's going, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? So he calls the cops and like the police show up and... They're like, oh, no, 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 it was fine. It was just a prank. It was just a prank. The football coach comes in. And he goes, ah, it's all fine here. And he's like, what? Yeah, you got me. And and he's like, you know, I feel this pretty uh, harsh prank. And the coach is like, ah, well, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? Yeah, boys will be boys. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, good way to get yourself fucking killed now. Right. And so they basically, they make Pledge Gary, like, steal the test for, like, the for the upcoming exams and he ends up getting tied to a tree with no clothes on. And this is where the, the killer kind of comes back. And it's weird. Cause it was just a random guy. There was like no backstory. There was no like anything. It was just a random guy went to a school and hacked up a bunch of kids, which I kind of liked it. Cause it didn't like fit the same like mold, I guess. Like there wasn't a, it was just like this. Sometimes there's just random ass people out there. Yeah, sometimes you just get killed. All right, number six. I think I'm stuck in the 90s, but it's okay. We're going to Woodsboro High School. 1996. Scream. What's your favorite scary movie? Another decent soundtrack. You get the creepy, always creepy, Red Right Hand. Awesome Youth of America. You get a cover of Don't Fear the Reaper by Gus Black. Yep. Another drop for Alice Cooper. This seems to be a theme here. School's Out. A, a pretty heavy hitter list of, of names. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell, Courtney Love, Rose McGowan, Matthew Lillard. You got Jamie Kennedy playing the horror nerd. Uh, this guy, Wes Craven, as Fred the janitor. Henry Winkler plays the principal. And they even have his Fonzie leather jacket. Make a cameo. That's right. Cox, not love. Yeah. I mean, this this is a classic movie, and you can't t- 
talk about school without talking about Woodsboro. Right. And and this was almost uh, this was basically like the resurgence of of the slasher movie too. Right. I mean, when this movie came out, I mean, I literally brought a date to it. She was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I was just so excited about it. I was like, "This is a, this is a really good movie." Just listen to the the rules. Uh, this is what my favorite thing was like. They were so satirical about horror movies. Oh yeah, and it's it is a horror movie, and this horror nerd gives rules of what you should do to survive a horror movie. Well, maybe he should have. Maybe he should have abided to those rules. Mm, I believe he did, and I'm not going to spoil it. But he didn't die. This is true, but he almost did. Hey, almost. But no cigar. So loosely, here are the rules. One, no sex. Boo. Number two, no drinking or drugs. Boo. Three, don't say, I'll be right back. That's cool, because I just say peace. Number four, everyone is a suspect. Now, this is one I like abide by in my everyday life. I always look at everybody as if they're fucking suspicious. Like right now. We're Skyping, and you look suspicious as fuck. Number five, don't ask, who's there? No, no, you go, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> Number six, don't investigate strange noises. Um, What, are you just going to ignore it and hope it goes away? Like in Slumber Party Massacre, like, <laughs> the trash cans fell over again. It's like the third time. Now, it's awesome. So, obviously, the movie... You know, heavily showed Drew Barrymore and most of the marketing, and she was like prominent on the poster. And it was the big twist of what happens in the first scene with her. But also, I think that uh, Randy, who was played by Jimmy Kennedy, might have been originally thought of as the killer because Ghostface mentions rule number five and six on his first phone call. That's true. How would he know the like the rule is? Hmm. He's at least Randy, who's now number one suspect, or one of his close buddies. Two of his close buddies. Uh, yeah. No. This was this was a fun one. Definitely. Um, like I said, it, it brought back the whole like kind of slasher uh, theme, and who, who we have Matthew Lillard, who was just great in this movie. Oh, he was so awesome in this. Just feeling kind of woozy. My mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. It's my turn. You got too deep. <laughs> He's funny. And do you know he actually has a cameo in part two? Does he really? Yeah, he he's an extra, and he was on set one day. And he's got like blonde hair and sunglasses, and you can see him in the background. I guess he was dating Nev Campbell. I believe, or somebody. Huh. Yeah, so he was there that day, and he's in the background. So many people are saying, I wonder if he'll do part five. And you get one side of people saying, well, no, he's dead. And then the other people going, well, he was stalking on the campus in part two. So maybe he's out there always watching. That's true. He could be out there. Interesting theory. Hmm. All right, so my number six, Jennifer's Body. Ooh. 2009, Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried? Is that how you say it? Seyfried. Seyfried. 
Okay. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I know she gets mad, supposedly, if you say her name wrong. And I get it. It sucks having your name said wrong. I have a five-letter name, and people can never pronounce it. My wife had, like, uh, the whole alphabet in her old name. And when she's like, oh, now my name's only five letters. I'm like, yeah, people still ain't going to be able to fucking say it. It's Petro, right? Eh, something like that. Gotcha. So, Amanda Seyfried, she plays Leedy, Needy Lesnicky, who's... Needy. Needy, yeah. Yeah, she is very needy. Uh, yes, she is. Um, so, she's in a mental institution. She's nicknamed the Kicker. Cuckoo. As, Cuckoo. as she goes to royally kick the fuck out of a loony bin nutritionist. Yeah, I don't want any fucking kale. Yeah, no. Um, so basically, the story's about how she gets there. <laughs> it, it freeze frames, and it's like, wow, how did I find myself here? <laughs> well, let me tell you the story. <laughs> so we have we have Jen, who, who's played by Megan Fox, and they're, 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 they're best friends, I put that in quotes, because it obviously seems like it's kind of one-sided. and um, Yeah, but I think they were friends they, maybe they were. their whole lives, and maybe they're growing apart a little bit. Right. So Jen wants her to go to see this indie band at the club, which is really just the local bar. Yeah, the, the local bar that you have to kind of drive out of town to get to. Right. And so they go see this band. They're called Low Shoulder. And like during the set, actually, um, we'll see uh, Chris Pratt in this movie too for about ten seconds. Yeah, it was a good ten seconds. But yeah, all of a sudden, like a fire starts. So, but anyway, place goes up, and they end up outside, and the leads. Well, yeah, because they're not going to stay inside. Well, not everybody got outside, but the band just so happens to be just lazily outside holding a drink. Like, hey, like you know, what are you guys doing? So they end up kidnapping Jen and performing a ritual on her, and she ends up becoming a succubus. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something that happens. This was, um, she starts feeding on all the boys. Like, all of a sudden, she has, like, an attraction to all the, the people that needy. Hey, 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 she goes both ways. Oh, that's true. She says that. She, she, she literally says that. She does. But not till the end. But, yeah, so, yeah, so she's... You know, picking off the boys one by one by one, and the band is using this as a platform to make themselves big and like heroes and rich and famous and all that stuff. But Needy kind of realizes that they're full of shit, and she figures out that they're basically just like agents of Satan. Yes, and they are devil worshippers, as most rock groups are. Yeah, but yeah, no, it it was fun. There was some cool gory shit in it. I mean, basically, I, she just dismembers everybody and just leaves them ripped to shreds. Right. Yeah, she fucked some shit up in that movie, man. It was fun. I liked it. It was fun. I liked it as well. Are we going off to number five? I have to take a pit stop. Okay. Can we pause? Pause. Well, damn. We're only at the halfway mark, and we've almost... We basically have a whole episode worth of material because we don't shut up. Yeah, I was about to say, we, we're, we're talking way too much. And uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, you've probably already gotten to work. So, you know what? We'll save us for uh, 
your ride home or another trip to work. Yeah, we'll wrap this up in part two of Back to School. Until then, check us out. Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes. You can probably bootleg us on the black market. That's cool, too, as long as you leave some good feedback. Yeah, and you know what? Leave some uh, comments and likes on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, Fans of the Dead, we're on Instagram. Uh, Fans of the Dead 1. Also, at Fans of the Dead 1 on Twitter. Follow us there. We're always putting out polls and shit that you can comment on. We want to hear from you guys. What's up? Leave us some feedback at Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. The G is for gangster. Yeah. Word. It's probably not. It's probably generic. Generic mail. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's just Google. Pretty sure it's just Google mail. All right. (laughs) See you next time. Have fun. Be safe. Peace.